everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Our Golden 20s. We are in the last week of our April Glow Up Challenge, and it's hard to believe the month is already done. Today, we want to talk a little bit about skincare and just like body care and kind of how that all contributes to like your mental wellness and just your all around glow up besides just looking your best, how it contributes to feeling your best too. So last week of the glow up topics, um, but we hope you guys are ending this week strong with the glow up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to maybe reflect on the month like you and I talk about how it went for us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I feel like I definitely was not as successful as I would have hoped in some elements of the glow up, Mm -hmm. whereas other elements I was like super successful. Okay. So, and I'm sure like that rings true for a lot of our listeners. Like just because you write a checklist of what you're going to do doesn't necessarily mean like then you just check those things off the list. So I have stepped up my skincare a ton which is awesome and I think I'm seeing results but that could just be me being like hyped about being consistent with it. No, you look glowing right now. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, So that's been um, good. The kind of places where I feel like I've faltered have been with uh, like moving my body more, that kind of stuff. Um, Like I still have been kind of consistent with going on walks but I was hoping for myself to be a little more motivated with like intense workouts, which just yeah. did not really happen. I was still like, you know, every once in a while would do one, but it wasn't the consistency that I was hoping for. But that's fine. I'll just transition that into my May goal. I'll yeah. do my own little mini May glow up. Yeah, so, I love that yeah. so much. And I think like coming off of last week's episode with Sarah and she was like, if you just, you know, some days you don't, you don't eat the healthiest or you don't show up the way you want to, like, don't hold that over yourself and like feel guilty about it. Just pick up the next day, try again and go from there. So hopefully you can do that Mm -hmm. through May. Yeah. It's been, um, I feel like I've had a big focus on my life on self-care. And so I'm trying to kind of focus Well, I still want to continue to do that, but I also want to refocus some of my energy into self-compassion as well. And part of that, I think, is like being okay with not showing up as perfect every day. Oh, Tig, that is so good. (laughs) Yes. And honestly, that's like the whole point. At least that was the point of the glow up for me was just... Mm -hmm showing up for yourself in an intentional way every day and then hopefully doing that for a month you feel good about that and then like you're saying it makes you feel empowered to like continue that into May and then into Mm -hmm. June and then all of a sudden like you're saying it's not necessarily showing up for a killer workout every day but it's just like you intentionally caring for yourself and setting time aside for yourself like that should be part Mm of everybody's day-to-day life in my very biased opinion (laughs) so I think (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And I love the whole self-compassion. I feel like Mm. I haven't really heard that before. Like you always hear self-love, self-care, but self-compassion is where it is at. And I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like it explains because sometimes, so for me personally, one of my goals I remember setting was to keep track of my food. 
And it was not something that, it wasn't a goal that I would say I achieved. I did every once in a while keep track of my food, maybe like once a week. Mm -hmm. But I was kind of like listening to myself and thinking, why am I not doing this? And it's because it took too much time. It wasn't like making me feel good. I didn't get that much value from it. So it's like have um, the kind of like compassion for yourself to listen to yourself. And it's like, okay, so then that you learn something. That's not a goal. You know, I'm going to take with me going forward. And that's totally normal. And it's the same if someone's like, I want to work out five times a week. Maybe you only worked out once a week. You're like, okay, that's good enough. I know where I stand. My goal for the next month can be to bump that up to two times a week or whatever. Like, I feel like, like you were saying, part of the glow up is taking the time for yourself and learning about yourself. Like, yeah, it's, you know, nice to look your best, but how are these goals making you feel? And then branching off from that, now you know this makes me feel this way. You can set new goals for the month of May that maybe better reflect what you want to continue to do. Yeah, I love that so much. That's so great. Yeah. I feel like for my glow up, it was tough. And also I feel not as, I wasn't as motivated or committed to it as I had like hoped to be. But I feel like there's a few things that contributed to that. First of all, um, If you guys don't know, I spend like half my time every month at my apartment, then half my time with my parents since I live alone. So I don't know. I feel the need to justify myself, but I don't have to justify (laughs) seeing my parents during COVID when I live alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But anyways. She's not breaking the law in Toronto. That's allowed. (laughs) They are the other household I associate with. So anyways, um, I started at my parents' house, like started the month at my parents' house. And I always Mm -hmm. have a really hard time like staying committed to a routine there and staying committed Mm -hmm. to the same routine that I have when I'm in my own house with my own stuff. So I didn't really start the glow up that strong. Then being in my apartment in the past few weeks, um, the rest of the month has definitely been better. I've Mm -hmm. already gone on about how I've started using my agenda again and planning in workouts and like also writing down my meal planning, what nights I'm going to make meals, like all of that's gone back on my agenda, which has been super helpful. And I feel like that's something I want to continue doing through May. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of the glow up that I started using my agenda and trying to, like we said, show up for myself in a very intentional way every mm-hmm. day, every week. So that was good. Um, but also to be totally honest, I think the whole news of like another lockdown happening in Ontario mm-hmm. I know Toronto wasn't that impacted because we didn't ever really open up and like my day to day didn't really change, but it was just so like disheartening and just, yeah, it was tough to stay motivated and even using the glow up, you know, that was my reason or my excuse to stay motivated. It was like the reason behind the glow up when we kind of came up with the idea was because we were supposed to be getting vaccinated right now. We were supposed to feel Mm -hmm. like the end is in sight. So we're doing a glow up. So when the end is here, we're feeling and looking our best. But it was just Mm -hmm. very like, everybody knows this. I don't need to drag it out. But it was just disheartening when that wasn't the case. And it went the opposite way. And it was like, great, I can do this glow up now. But it's not as inspiring because I don't have as much hope as I thought I was going to (laughs) have. 
Yeah, definitely. I look at like some people I follow on Instagram in New York that are our age oh, and like yeah. they're all out drinking martinis at like bars together. Not saying that's the right thing to do, but they're at least one dose of their vaccine in their system. They feel mm-hmm. super hopeful. So they're starting to see people again. And I was like, that was the vibe I wanted for the glow up and like yeah. the motivation behind the glow up. And then that kind of got taken away. So if you as a listener feel that too, like, you know, you're not alone. And I think, Tag, it's so great that we're being so honest that, you know, we're not just coming on here being like, yeah, we killed the glow up. How about you? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge, guys. And this is what we're trying to like, you know, hammer into everybody is that it takes a lot of work to show up to be your best self. So mm-hmm. all we can do is try and consistently try even after these periods of losing that motivation and inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like my big quote for the month of May, I've decided, Yeah, I don't know who I'm turning into, maybe you, but I have a quote. <laughs> and it's, there is no fun in perfection. Because I feel like I kind of came to this uh, from two sides where it's like, I'm a perfectionist. And I'm really hard on myself if I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And so there were a couple weeks of the glow up, um, or maybe it was one week where I was perfect. Like I ate healthy the whole time and I did my skincare and I was working out and like I was cleaning my house. Like I was killing it. And at the end of the day, I was like, I don't feel any different. Mm-hmm. Like I was expecting this like huge change that I would be like the happiest person in the world because I was doing this and I was checking off everything on the list that's like how to live your best life but at the end of the day like I was still me yeah and I was still like living in a lockdown in like this dark gloomy month you know and so because of those kind of two reasons I've been thinking of how there is no fun in perfection because all like a part of life is the ups and downs. And if you don't feel like working out, then don't work out because if like, you're not going to, as soon as it's be done, be like, yes, I'm this amazing woman slash man. Like I've done this, you know, mm-hmm. like take the time, especially like when you get news, like we're staying in lockdown forever and the numbers are going up and up and up. It's okay to be like, I'm not striving for perfection today. I'm, you know, focusing on survival, not anything past that. And so, yeah, I feel like that's something I'm going to try and keep in mind for the month of May. Yeah. And it's so kind of silly, but we almost have to give ourselves permission to feel that way. Like, yeah, consciously give ourselves permission. Otherwise, we just kind of beat ourselves up for feeling Mm -hmm. that way and having these feelings. And it's like, why do we do that to ourselves, you know? So I love Mm -hmm. that. And I think that's a great quote to implement and like a little mantra for your everyday. Yep. I love it so much. Um, Yeah, I feel like if you watched a movie and it was just like the main character was perfect the whole way through, that would be the most boring movie in the world. Totally. Like the excitement in your life is from switching it up and like you go through struggles and then you get past them. Like that's what it's all about. And like, honestly, if you set a bunch of goals for you and you pass them all perfectly with no problem, they probably aren't the right goals for you. Mm -hmm. Like they, you probably aren't, you know, stretching yourself as far as you could if that's how easy it is for you. Totally. Um, so what are your goals for the month of May then, Sadie? 
Okay, so there's a few things I want to say on May. First of all, Teg, I love the idea of if you found something in April from your glow up that you really like to do, I totally love the idea of carrying that over into May. Um, I once heard, and I did not fact check myself before we started (laughs) recording this, but I once heard that it takes 60 days to start forming a habit. And that's kind of, I think, a great place to start is if you started trying to create a habit, if it's skincare or whatever in April, continue that through May. And according to this fake fact that I'm making up right now, (laughs) it should become a habit at the end of May. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So fake news maybe, but something along those lines. Um, Mm -hmm. In any case, the more you do something, the more it does just become part of your everyday or your routine. So I think that's great and definitely not a cop-out if you just want to continue April into May. That being said, yeah, um, May is actually my busiest time at work. And so it's kind of funny. I now work in – I'm outside of the fashion industry now, and our Q2 is – kind of like everyone else's Q4, which is like Black Friday and Christmas and everything. Like that's usually huge Mm -hmm. in retail. But for us, it's Q2, spring, summer. Sorry, this is like super like business jargony, I guess. But (laughs) it is our busiest time and May is our busiest month. Plus right now we have all these, you know, lockdown restrictions and just like ever-changing stuff on top of the usual workload. So I'm anticipating it to be a lot And because I can anticipate that, I'm actually going to go a little bit lighter on the goal setting front for May. And Mm -hmm. that's just because I don't want to stress myself out by having to show up and work long days to get my work done, then add stress onto myself to have all these goals I have to achieve in the evenings and on weekends. Like Mm -hmm. I know myself and I would like just stress out about it. So I'm just not going to do that to myself. So instead, I'm going to merge those two ideas kind of together. Definitely take a lighter goal setting month. But I'm also going to bring over. So even though it's going to be so busy at work, I'm going to continue a lot of those self-care habits and goals from the April Glow Up Challenge, like I was kind of talking about, and bring those into May because I do know, you know, I need some disconnect time from work Mm. and like unwinding after what I'm anticipating are going to be long work days. So things that I had in the April Globe Challenge that I'm pulling over into May and are going to establish as my um, May goals. So first of all, continue regular exercise. So for me, that's three to five times a week. And I'm going to continue to use my agenda to map out every week when I'm going to exercise and what I'm going to exercise. Another goal is to journal once a week. So it's kind of funny through the April glow up challenge. I had that as one of my weekly goals and some weeks I didn't know what to write. So I was like, uh, maybe I'll just skip it this week. Like I don't have anything to say, but then as soon as I was like, no, you committed to writing in your, or sorry, in your journal every week, like just open it up and write something every week. I wrote so much that I didn't even know I had in me. So I'm going to continue that, um, especially in a month where I feel like I'm probably going to get anxious because we've established in past episodes that work is my anxiety trigger. (laughs) So I'm going to need those like mental check-ins and just like self moments. And I think writing in my journal once a week will be a great way to hold me accountable to that. And then last May goal that came from the April Glow Up Challenge is 
one hour screen-free time before bed. So I've been on like a reading streak lately, which has been really awesome. And it is definitely helping me uh, shut my brain off at night and get a better sleep. So in a month where I know my, like my mind runs wild at night and I feel a lot of people are like this, but especially if you're like a workaholic at all, it's always as soon as my light turns out, I have all these ideas like in my head and I just toss and turn. I can't shut my mind off to sleep, but I find that screen free time where I'm just reading before bed or journaling before bed, it really helps me disconnect and unwind. So I'm going to continue that in May as well. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. As far as my goals are, um, I basically, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to listen to my body more. And this is something that I've been like implementing for the last week, say. So it's like half April goal all the way through May. And so what I mean by that is if I'm full, I don't want to eat past that point. If I'm thirsty, I want to drink water. If I'm tired, I want to go to sleep. And so in order to do that, I'm trying to incorporate meditation. Mm. And I have been journaling. I have checked that off my list. (laughs) Um, And so I'm trying to incorporate these things that can help me kind of get centered and be like, okay, now what am I actually needing right now? Because it's so easy. Like I'm the type of person, if I'm watching TV, I have to be on my phone too. Like, Mm. so I'm just like always running through information and going crazy So trying to incorporate things that make it easier for me to think, okay, what do I actually want? And then if my body's like, I want to eat chocolate, then I'm not going to feel bad about it because I'm just listening to what I want, but I'm not going to be like, well, I'll eat chocolate because I'm bored, you know? So that's kind of like, I guess my overall theme for the month of May and yeah. That's what I'm going to try and do. Yeah. I love the whole idea of how meditation and journaling fits into that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think with all of these things, even skincare, we're going to get into in a minute here, but all of these things, sometimes I feel like people just tap into it because it's trendy. And I know we've talked about this um, in past episodes, but meditation is one of those things where in yoga too, like people don't understand that yoga is not just like an exercise. Um, It's like really you tuning into yourself and that's what meditation Mm -hmm. is. And the whole point of not to put meditation and yoga in the same box, but for me, I find like a lot of the same benefits from them. And it's like, okay, how can you take your moment of meditation and tuning into yourself and how can you bring this into your like the rest of your day, you know, and how can you Mm -hmm. bring this like dedicated five to 20 minutes, however long your meditation is, how can you bring that into listening to yourself in those like moments of, you know, the rest of your day? So I think that's awesome, Tag. And it feels like you're headed that way, just like this whole like self-awareness journey. And then it's like, once I I have this awareness, (laughs) yeah, then you're unstoppable. So that's awesome. Yeah. No, meditation, I feel like is, it's kind of like what Sarah was saying in the last episode, where it seems more complicated than it is, because there's an entire industry behind it. So I... I remember I've downloaded countless apps and then they're always like, we're going to get you Zen, don't worry. Then it's like, so this trial lasts for seven days and then it's $40 a month. And I'm yeah. like, that's not very Zen of you. Um, 
but recently I've, I don't know why it took me so long to figure this out, but they are, there are all these meditation podcasts and albums that are on Spotify. Mm -hmm. So what I've been doing lately is I find just like a meditation playlist and hit shuffle. And then I'm like, whatever, because I do guided meditation. Um, So then I'm like, whatever, you know, song or playlist episode pops up, that's what I'll focus on for today. And so many of them are like three minutes, four minutes, like it's such a small amount of time out of your day. But yeah, it's been um, nice. I hope to get my, uh, like to do it longer. I've been focusing yeah. on like the five minute range. So hopefully in this month I can bump those numbers up. Yeah, totally. Um, the one other thing I want to say before we transition into skincare is I started finally reading Atomic Habits. And mm-hmm. I know I feel kind of imposter syndrome because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like end of March I suggested this or like talked about it as one of our like Tuesday 10 things (laughs) but I'm just now starting to read it and first of all I love it but one of the key takeaways so far and I'm only like I think 100 pages in at this point like just started and Mm -hmm. the whole point kind of is that goals are great and anybody who knows me knows I preach about goals all the time but um the point of the book is like, okay, and Sarah mentioned this last week on the podcast too, is goals are great, but what really matters is the system you have in place to achieve those goals. And if it's achievable for you, like you were saying, Tag, is it realistic? And how am I going to get there? Because if you just achieve it, you're like, okay, great. Now what? You know, it's not that achieving that goal makes it part of um, your everyday routine or whatever. So focusing on the system though, does make it more of a habit rather than just a goal you achieve once. It makes it, you know, an everyday reoccurring process kind of thing. So I wanted to put that out there too. First of all, I'm going to report back on this book because I am loving it so (laughs) far and it's just giving me such great perspective, especially somebody who is so goal focused. Um, It's giving me a lot of really great like other opinions and perspective, like I said, but I wanted to also mention that to our listeners. If you're maybe starting out for goal setting or, you know, you want to try something different for May. Maybe you just set one goal and then you focus on the process or the system that's going to help you achieve it. So tag if your overall theme or, you know, is, yeah, your theme or your goal is like about awareness, like you were kind of saying, then you're doing, you know, how you're going to get there and your system in place in quotes is, you know, you're going to meditate for five minutes every day. You know, you're going to write in your journal once a week or whatever it is. And like you have one goal, but then you kind of focus on how you're going to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Especially if your goal is like less like set in stone. Like if your goal is to, you know, be more compassionate, then it's like, okay, well, that's not something that's like, it's not like I want to lose five pounds where you measure it exactly. You know, it's like, what are the steps to get there? And how do you measure your success in that goal? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, it sounds like we have a good May coming up. Yeah, I I know. (laughs) I hope so too. I hope we have good weather that would cheer me up. Yeah, me too. I cannot wait. Just like a string of sunny days is all I'm asking for at this point. <laughs> yeah, so I had like I mean, one day where I worked out in my backyard and it was like the peak. Like if I had just good enough weather that I could work out outside, I probably work out every day because I would just be so hyped to be in the outdoors. So. Yeah. 
here's hoping. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so we will transition into skincare. Um, Tagi said that's one of your proudest achievements from the Glow Up Challenge was your skincare <laughs> routine, and I am so proud of you as well. So Thank you. Yeah. Where should we start with skincare? Yeah, I feel like skincare, we've talked about this before, but I feel like it can sometimes be considered like silly or girly or which I think is so stupid because all the boys in my life who have a skincare routine, their skin is snatched. (laughs) So it is not girly at all. And it's I feel like like everyone can do it. Everyone can start doing a skincare routine. Like I talked about in the mental health, health, oh my God, mental wellness episode, you can kind of come up with like a base. And I've always kind of had this. This is maybe my like structure in place of how I achieve these goals. But I always have non-negotiables. So it's like, you know, brushing your teeth, wearing deodorant, And then I built on top of that. So then it's like wearing deodorant, wearing a perfume that I like. And then you build on top of that. And it's like always taking off my makeup. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Like you don't have to do any skincare past that point. But always take off your makeup before you go to bed. And then you (laughs) build up and build up until you're like me. And then you've got like... 25 different products that you all have to use but I feel like that if you're like brand new to skincare it's good to kind of start out with like what are your non-negotiables you're already doing them and then how can you add on to that whether it's like I want to have moisturizer and I'm going to use moisturizer like stuff like that is what makes it because it's so overwhelming to go on you know, any website, I know there's like a huge Reddit community for skincare, or you go on Instagram and you see an influencer and there's like makeup cabinet is full of like thousands of dollars worth of products. So yeah, it doesn't have to be that crazy. 100%. And I think that's perfect. Like exactly how you said that is perfect. And skincare is something that I've become super passionate about and something that I hold like near and dear to my heart. But, and now maybe I do have a little bit more pricier products, but I'm definitely not that girl who has like thousands of dollars worth of Mm. products in her medicine cabinet. I might take a picture and act like I do, but I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's it. There's like this community behind it where it's like skincare has this kind of like bougie like stigma attached to it and it's like no Mm. let's just kind of strip it down to the basics and use this as time for self-care um tag you mentioned that earlier is just like that is like you know five ten minutes every morning and or night that are just dedicated to you and you time so Mm. that's really great but also i've found and why i got so into skincare is because there's a direct correlation between how clear my skin is and how much self-confidence I have. And your confidence obviously also really affects your mental health. And Mm -hmm. that right there is why I'm so passionate about skincare. It's way more than the products that you use, you know, the brands of skincare Mm -hmm. that you use, like, no. And that's why we're talking about it. That's why it was part of the glow up is because it contributes Mm -hmm. to like your overall kind of like wellness, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I do think for anybody who is brand new to skincare and doesn't know where to start, Tag, I think you bring up some like great points around like your base, like foundation to build off of. Um, I 
want to say that I think everybody should use a cleanser and a moisturizer. And I feel like growing up, I had really great skin. And it wasn't until my early 20s that I started getting really bad breakouts. And I've obviously done a lot of reflecting on this, so I can get into why that is. But I just never really cared for my skin as a teenager and like even like through my college years, like I would wash my face with like a washcloth and water and that was it. And I would just do it at night. But now I use my cleanser like every morning and every night. And then I at least moisturize. Now I also have some like serums and, you know, oils and stuff that I have added into that. But I think using a cleanser, it's literally just a special soap for your face. Cleanser is just a fancy word. I think everybody can benefit from that. Um, and just like, you know, helping keep your skin clean and then moisturizing, especially here in Canada, like, you know, wind dries your skin out. If you live in a big city, it's like pollution and like, you know, all the yucky stuff that your cleanser clears and then just applying a nice moisturizer on top just helps keep those dry patches of skin away. Sometimes you break out when your skin is dry and you're like, what is this breakout from, you know, and it's just because it's dry skin. So I think moisturizer is just key in your routine as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like moisturizer is like the easiest thing to just start implementing. Like if if you were like to start your skincare routine tomorrow with no knowledge, getting just like a cheap moisturizer, um, just like a plain unscented one from Shoppers Drug Mart, and you're set and that can be like the first step because yeah, a lot of skin problems come from having dry skin. And I have dry skin probably because I don't drink enough water, which is something I talk about nonstop on the podcast. But And so all of my skincare is based around trying to make my skin less dry. And I feel like another good tip for if you're starting, because skincare is so dependent on like your skin, like something that works on 99% of people could totally react badly to your skin. Mm-hmm. And so I always go with like sample sizes of stuff before I actually purchase and like Sephora sells like huge sets so I've bought in the past like uh, a set of moisturizers and they're all little mini sizes and it's only you know $20 so then that way there's no like financial pressure if you're buying uh, a piece of skincare that your skin's not agreeing with you can just be like okay I'm not using this anymore And so that's another really good way to start kind of building up your routine is to start with like the mini sample sizes. And then by the time you've used up your little sample, you know whether your skin agrees with it or not. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. Yeah, I always, um, I feel like I used to have bad hormonal acne as a teen, um, like I'm sure most teens have. Um... And so now I still, um, my breakouts are hormonal. They happen once a month and they're on my chin. I've been to, you know, an esthetician and she's like, yeah, you can't really do anything about that because it's hormonal past the point of like trying to keep your skin clean and moisturized. Um, and so that is the, uh, skincare journey that I'm on, but, uh, it's, it's fun. I feel like once you, the more you know about skincare, the more fun it is. Cause then you get to figure out like, where does this go in your routine and what can it do for you? And it becomes like a whole part of your day. Totally. Yeah. 
I love that so much. Um, I definitely also have like those hormonal breakouts and no matter, I feel like I've gotten to a point where it's not as bad or I have at least some months where it's not as bad as other months, Mm -hmm. but um, kind of going back to the whole, how kind of your mental health and skin are connected. And I feel tag, I'm going to also pull into the whole idea of not drinking enough water and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, Tag, actually, we went to the skincare talk at Love Child yep. a few years ago, and <laughs> yeah. that was, like, revolutionary for me. So basically, <laughs> they explained at this talk we went to, I forget uh, who the girl was who was talking. Was she from Province of Apothecary, maybe? I think so. Okay. I think so. So anyways, um, she was saying how our skin is so many layers deep. I feel like we have between seven to 10 layers of skin, three of them being like main layers, but we have layers and layers of skin. And basically, if you are breaking out, and sorry, I guess I should say your first layer of skin is like inside, like you can't see your first layer of skin. And then your last layer of skin is you know, what people actually see on your body. So she's saying, or she was saying at this talk that if your skin is breaking out and you can physically see something on that outside of that last layer of skin, it's because something inside, you know, all those layers internally are like something inside is wrong. And that stuck with me so much. And I think like you're saying, it could be because we're not drinking enough water. We're not putting the right foods into our body. You know, we're not doing well from a diet perspective, but, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. But for me, I was saying how my skin was clear in my teens. I was kind of like the opposite where like when I was younger, my skin was fine, (laughs) super low maintenance. But getting older, my skin was a lot worse and I've struggled with really bad, like full-out acne for, I want to say at least three years now. And I can tie it back to um, the first time I was feeling anxiety. So we talked about Mm -hmm. how that was at my second job. I had a lot going on, Um, you know, just like working full-time was a lot for me. Paying rent was a lot for Mm -hmm. me, you know, paying my bills, paying back student loans. Like it was just a lot of like, things happening and it was a stressful time in my life and I actually would break out too it was every October like clockwork and it still is to this Mm -hmm. day every October I'd break out and it takes me back to the beginning of this episode where I'm talking about business quarters and stuff (laughs) honestly guys I'm sorry I know I'm like extremely annoying but (laughs) October starts Q4 in retail and Mm -hmm. like I said Q4 is chaos it is you know in the fashion industry, it's fall fashion. So you're full on, you know, fall fashion, then your Black Friday and your Christmas. And this is all starting October and your life is hell until January when everything's dead. <laughs> and my acne literally coincided with that. It was like like clockwork, like January or sorry, October, we're talking Q3, Q4, and I'm breaking out. So it was related to that. And it still is to this day. Um, I think back last October, more so in November, I thought I was just experiencing maskne because everybody was in 2020. Right. And I do think maskne is a thing, but, and I took like, you know, I clean my mask now. I have multiple masks, so I don't wear the same mm. one before yeah. I wash it kind of thing. So I did 
some stuff on the Mashney front, but my acne disappeared as soon as I stopped freelancing mm. on top of my full-time job. Like that is how clear cut my stress levels are in relation to my bad breakouts. And it's really hard kind of to like self-diagnose. Like I said, I've been doing this for like three years now and I'm a reflective person where I have sat down and thought about this. Um, And it kind of led me to this conclusion, but I want to just like throw that out there in case it's something people haven't thought about is what's going on in your life and, you know, just your mental health in general. And could that be contributing to your breakouts and when you break out? Definitely. And I... Yeah. And I also think before we move away from this whole, I guess, kind of deep topic, um, the other thing I want to say too is I always had really positive body image. And sorry, guys, I'm getting like really deep and personal, but hello, (laughs) is anybody surprised? Probably not. (laughs) This is me. But I always had really positive body image as well because I Mm -hmm. had low maintenance skin. You know, I didn't really have any physical insecurities. But as soon as I started getting acne, I was so, and I still am, so insecure about it. Like, I just literally look at myself in the mirror and I'm like saying the worst things to myself that I've never, Mm. ever said to myself before. And during COVID, it's also, you know, I'm not moving my body. So Mm. I'm also like gaining weight. And then it's just, it all started with my face where it was like, you know, so much bad acne kind of around like my mouth Mm. and like my jawline that just would not go away. It would clear up on one (laughs) side, then I'd break out on the other side. And like, it was just a mess. But then the, I got in this habit, it's been like three years now of me looking in the mirror at my acne and that Mm. being all I can see and wishing I looked different. And then that also then started taking a toll Mm -hmm. on my overall body image. So I would then also notice all this weight I was gaining over the past year. And all of a sudden I wish I was skinnier. I wish my skin was clearer. And it just becomes this really toxic spiral. And it literally for me all started just because I had breakouts on my skin and like physical or sorry, noticeable breakouts like on my face. And it's just like, this is another thing I think why now I'm so passionate about skincare is because I'm just like aware of how much it can take a toll on your life. And it's like we said, it's something that just sounds kind of like bougie and like silly and girly and whatever. But I think it's so important because it plays this much bigger life in your overall or sorry, much bigger role in your overall life that you might not even really be aware of. So I know that was deep and I'm sorry that it took like a dark turn, (laughs) but it's something I wanted to throw out there because I think it's just, that's been my journey and I just needed to get this off my chest. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's great. Not only your honesty towards it, but it's a good perspective. Like it's not, I feel like skincare gets kind of looped in with makeup in which like it could be considered like vain or frivolous when it's like especially now that there are so many brands that are gender neutral and they're on the cheaper side like I'm thinking of like the ordinary and stuff like that it's more so at least to me it feels like a part of just my routine like it's like I take my vitamins to fuel my insides and I do my skincare for my outsides (laughs) Can I tell you the skincare fail I just had recently? This is so on to- off topic, but... Absolutely. 
No, I yeah, feel yeah, to bring yeah. us back to like a positive, more maybe a more positive yeah, space. Your, your skincare story is like so heartfelt to event, and mine is so stupid. So I, I, as I said, maybe I haven't said this. I'm a very cheap person. I don't want to spend money ever. And so a lot of my skincare I buy and it's like the little sample sizes because for a lot of brands, the full size skincare is insanely expensive. But and when you're using skincare every day, you are going through it. I feel like a lot of products are kind of marketed as like it'll look so pretty on your counter and it'll it'll last forever. But if you're like me and you got dry skin, like I go through moisturizer like crazy. So I buy a lot of sample sizes and I before the shutdown bought a lot of skincare at Winners because Winners is cheap. Yeah. And the best. Winners has such good stuff. Yeah. So much. Uh, like I had all these serums that they sold at Urban Outfitters for like $50 and I was getting them for like 12 and yeah, craziness. But um, yeah. So one of these serums I bought at um, Winners was a vitamin C serum because I was trying to incorporate that because it can help with like glowing skin where my skin's dry. So it's a little duller. And so I've been using that for the entire month of April every single morning without fail. And uh, like on top of that, doing my moisturizer and blah, 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 blah. And I noticed a week ago, I was like looking at my skin and I see my face is like super tanned in like the circle. And then I can see like where my hairline starts, no tan, where my neck starts, no tan. So I'm like, there's something in my skincare that's making me like more susceptible to like UV rays or something. Like there's something fishy going on. (laughs) And so I'm like Googling everything, single ingredient in all of my skincare because I'm like... This is the opposite of what skincare is supposed to be doing. Like, you're supposed to be putting on sunscreen because the sun can damage your skin and give you wrinkles and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going through and I get to my (laughs) vitamin C serum that I bought at Winners. And um, on Google, I'm reading that there's an ingredient in vitamin C serum that if the serum is expired, it turns into the same ingredient that's in fake tan. So my serum was expired and I didn't realize. Um, I also had it for a long time. Like it probably wasn't expired when I bought it at Winners, but I just was not consistent with my skincare (laughs) and it's like a huge bottle. So I didn't realize. And so luckily I wasn't like just tanning my face, but I still have like a bright orange face and nothing else because I have just been exclusively fake tanning my face. (laughs) So that's probably why you think I look glowing. <laughs> I was going to say, you definitely do look like yeah. Tan. Like Tegan and I do a video call every time we <laughs> record. And you definitely have been very glowy the past few weeks. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> the only telling sign was like where my hairline was because I, I don't put my skincare in my hair. So it was like a white line yeah. meets bright orange. I'm just wondering, yeah, like, is this a bad thing? I mean, not necessarily. I think if I knew that, I would have worked to blend my serum better. Because <laughs> it's like my yeah, neck is like fair. bright white compared to my face. But So are you going to continue using it and just like, you know, like you said, like use it down your neck I as used well? It all or are up. you like, this is... Ex- yeah, yeah? Okay. I was near the end. And then I was like, okay, we're just going to power through. So I have a new vitamin C serum. And I think it's like getting better as I've been like... I've been using retinol, which is an exfoliate. So... It's like that tan skin's going away, but yeah. 
Wow. Who would have thought, eh? That's insane. I was stressed for a minute that I I was like, I have messed something up bad. Because like retinol, (laughs) you can only use at night because like it with the sun is super bad. So I was like, I must be using some product that you're only supposed to use at night and somehow getting tan from my 15 minute walk. Like... Oh. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like the sun rays from in like through your window yeah. are damning oh, yeah. you. Fully. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So we're all on a journey. Well, <laughs> yeah, we definitely are. Yeah. Um. You mentioned retinol, though, Tag. Can you tell us about that? Because I actually don't know anything about retinol, and I feel it's like trendy right now. Yeah, it definitely is. So I first read about retinol when I first got engaged and I was getting all kinds of like ads and things on Pinterest that were like, how to set your beauty routine to get ready for a wedding. And so depending on like what magazine I was reading, some of them would be like, now is when you start Botox and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that was way too crazy for me. I'm not doing that. Oh my gosh. Um, So then uh, I remember reading one magazine that was like, if Botox and, you know, plastic surgery is too scary for you, start to incorporate retinol. And I was like, oh, okay. So from my understanding, like I'm not, you know, an esthetician. So if I... um, I'm speaking of term, just DM us and I'll correct it. But um, (laughs) it is a chemical exfoliant. So basically exfoliating just takes off your dead skin cells. Um, So it's helping with the turnover of your skin cells. So it's supposed to make you look younger and dewier and help you get rid of scarring and help you get rid of wrinkles as much as like a non-surgical thing could do. Uh, But it also is... What's the right word? Like, it's a strong chemical. So for people starting mm-hmm. retinol, I'm still on my first bottle of the lowest percentage of retinol. I got mine from The Ordinary because when I first started shopping, the only place you could get anything with retinol was like Sephora and it would cost you like $75. But um, mm-hmm. The Ordinary has a serum that I think cost me 12 and it is 0.2% retinol. And so when you first start using it, they suggest that you use the lowest percentage you could find, which is probably around there, and you use it once a week to start. And I literally use one drop, like it's supposed to be the size of a pea in your hand. And so you use that because one of the big things that comes with using retinol is skin purging, which is basically Mm. you have such a high turnover of your skin cells that uh, your like underlying acne comes to the surface a lot faster. So right. when you first start using it, it's like like right now I'm look like I'm having a full on hormonal breakout, but I'm not. This is the result of retinol, but this is supposedly what's supposed to happen. Um, and so you use it once a week, then two times a week. I'm at the point where I'm using it once a night, which is why I'm breaking out right now. But um. And then once you use your bottle, you bump up your retinol percentage. So it's something, I feel like it's something that if you have a consistent skincare routine is a nice thing to implement, especially if you're like, I'm just going to use it once a week and it'll be like, instead Mm -hmm. of exfoliating physically, I'll use this. Um, It's just important with it to remember to moisturize because that's the thing. It makes your skin dry, dry skin's more susceptible to acne. So remembering to moisturize really heavily. I even do like nighttime 
moisture masks, like sleeping masks, and uh, to drink lots of water. But it's definitely been interesting. But I've seen like before and afters of people who have been using it, say, consistently for a month, and their skin is just like glowing because it's just getting rid of all the imperfections. You just have to go through a little bit of trial and error at the beginning to get it perfect. But yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. It sounds less scary than it still sounds kind of scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think like you said, just like implementing it like once a week or something to like start would be good. Um, and just see how you react and if it's something that you want to continue doing or not. And the ordinary for anybody who doesn't, isn't familiar with the ordinary, they are a really great company actually. Um, they're sold at Sephora and they just have pretty like potent um, serums and stuff, mm. but for like a lot cheaper than other brands. Yeah. So if it's definitely a good brand to like try new things out, um, especially if you're like new to serums and stuff, you're just mm. adding that into your routine. They're definitely a good company to start yeah. with. Take, can you take retinol internally or did I, I make that up? don't think so. I think. Okay. I feel like that. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Nobody I, do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> could you imagine? I should have Googled. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I thought you could. So I've been another super trendy thing right now is collagen. Mm. And collagen, um, I'm also going to butcher this. Oh, sorry, guys. I should have done way more research prior <laughs> to hopping on this recording. But basically, collagen is something um, in, I think it's like in your bones. It is in us. It is in animals. Um, and it helps with your skin elasticity. Mm. And basically, I also just recently found out through uh, Allegra Shaw's vlog, <laughs> very like credible source right here, yeah. is that once you reach 25, your skin naturally like reduces how much collagen it produces on its own. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's around that time that you might want to consider starting to like take collagen and you can take collagen internally but it's also like I said super trendy in the skincare right in skincare industry right now because it's being mixed with moisturizers for you to apply topically which just means applying it on your face so there's a whole bunch of collagen moisturizers out there right now um, but what I do with collagen is I take it like there's collagen powder Mm -hmm. and then you can also get collagen capsules which is essentially just the powder in a capsule like a vitamin (laughs) and you take that every day and it basically like we were talking about earlier helps you from the helps your skin from the inside out so it's putting something good in your body to help with um, the outside layer of your skin so I mix um, a spoonful of collagen powder into my morning coffee every Mm. day and I feel like there's a few things in my skincare routine that People ask me, does it work? And I can't say yes for sure, but I can say that when I don't do it, my skin is worse. Mm. (laughs) So collagen is one of those where it's kind of expensive. Again, I usually get mine at Winners um, because you can get like a bottle or a little, I don't even think you'd call it a bottle. I don't know what it'd be. A little jar, I guess, for like 15 to 20 bucks where you can get the same little jar at the grocery store in the vitamin section for like 30 bucks. So definitely get it at winners if you can. 
once I run out of it and like I'm without it for a few weeks, I do feel like I'm more prone to breakouts mm. um, than when I'm taking it. And I think it's also one of those things you have to take consistently to notice the results of. You can't just take it right. once a week um, because it is really something you're like putting in your body. So you want it to be there consistently. But yeah, I wanted to throw that out there too. Yeah. For some reason, I thought collagen and retinol were somewhat the same but it sounds like they're totally different and anybody who knows skincare is like Sadie if you're so passionate about skincare you should probably know this but have uh, have you Here seen the uh chlorophyll drops that are so hip right now like they're all over TikTok it's you've probably seen it in Instagram reels it's like the drops of green liquid in your water you know what I'm talking about? I don't about? think I have okay. seen that. Well, they are all the rage on TikTok. I'll send you some examples. Okay. I'll, we'll post some on our Instagram story. But now there's okay. like this huge heated debate because there are all these people who are posting that they've been taking these chlorophyll drops. Now, chlorophyll, from my understanding, is something that's found in green vegetables. Now, the okay. debate comes in because some people are saying that they help vegetables like convert the sun into energy. So this has nothing to do with you because you're a human and that's not how you create energy. So don't take chlorophyll. (laughs) Where other people are like, I've been taking it for a week and my acne completely went away and I lost 10 pounds. So it is like so, so hip right now. Um, Probably, I feel like if you don't know about it, if you went to like Shoppers Drug Mart or whatever your local pharmacy is, you would see it's like completely sold out because it's just like blown up on TikTok. Okay. So wow. yeah, this I'm very tempted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like Kiva's all so cool. We're oh, like, yeah. okay, yeah, we know. Yeah, definitely. But uh, so I feel like maybe that's something. Maybe I'll buy some and experiment and see if it's the real deal or not I don't know but yeah I was wondering if you heard of it but that you definitely take internally (laughs) yeah and it that's different than collagen like it's like a totally different thing and it's not chloroform which is what like knocks people out okay (laughs) good to know um because collagen is another thing where you can get now like collagen infused water you can get collagen infused drinks you can get this is super bougie and I'm so sorry I'm about to say this, but I was at the Whole Foods Cafe and they have like collagen like lattes kind of thing mm-hmm. where you can add like collagen powder into just like your regular oat milk latte or whatever mm. bougie thing you want to order. But yeah, so it's like something that is also very trendy, but this seems like it's the newest thing. So yeah, you've heard definitely. it here first, folks. <laughs> Tegan keeps us cool. <laughs> exactly. Um, I feel yeah. like like the easiest thing for skin is to drink extra water. Like I have like mm-hmm. three lines that go across my forehead from like me being stressed and putting my eyebrows up in the air. And literally, I could probably take a before and after air. picture. I, love that. <laughs> I have very expressive eyebrows, eyebrows, by the way, for the listeners who can't see me. But um I could probably take like a before and after picture of me drinking a glass of water and they like almost completely go away. Wow. Yeah. So I am. I I love how I'm saying this when I literally all I talk about is how I don't drink water and my doctor thinks I'm going to die at any moment (laughs) from lack of water. And then I'm like, drink water. (laughs) Thanks for listening. But I'm just trying to get myself hyped up to drink more water. But yeah, it does work. But proof. Yeah, that is. Very true. I think drinking water has so many benefits, but definitely on your skin, 100%. Mm -hmm. 
I also think like we were kind of talking about the whole like curing yourself from the inside out um, diet is a big one as well. The yeah. more greasy, gross foods. Okay, sorry. That was rude. The more <laughs> greasy foods you eat. <laughs> greasy, gross, you nasty girl. Um, the more greasy foods you eat, the more, you know, grease and like oily your skin is. Like mm-hmm. that's just facts, people. And then also dairy is a big one. Dairy is shoot what is the word i'm looking for it dairy is just like a whole bunch of inflammation basically Mm. so it will you know like it can just how can i word this i haven't talked about dairy in a while so i'm (laughs) blanking but dairy just causes a whole bunch of inflammation so Mm. that also shows in your skin and usually if you have a lot of consistent bad acne cutting out dairy is one of like the top recommended things I did cut out dairy probably, I want to say, three years ago. So for the most part, I cut out dairy. Mm. Sometimes I do cheat, especially when we have those cheese boards. (laughs) I do cheat and eat it from time to time, but I never buy it and just have it in the house. But I still broke out like crazy, um, but it could just be a contributing factor. Mm. Um, If you're wondering, you know, why you can't clear up a breakout and you eat a lot of dairy, that could be why. Mm. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other things too. Like we talked about like vitamins tag, you Mm. know, drink your water, take some vitamins with it because I think there's a lot of vitamins that, um, contribute to just overall like healthy skin as well. I'm pretty sure like green tea is one of those and you can get like green tea extract and a lot of women's vitamins, like once a day vitamins. Um, there's a brand that I love their vitamins. They're called Um, genuine health and they have an actual like perfect skin vitamin and my mom and I actually looked at it the perfect skin one because I was so desperate to fix my skin (laughs) I looked at this vitamin next to just their daily vitamin and it was basically the exact same things in it like their Mm -hmm. multi-daily vitamin sorry the exact same things in it just had a few extra ingredients I think green tea extract was one of them who knows maybe there's a little bit more collagen in it you know just something Mm -hmm. like that um, but through vitamins, I feel is a better way than going on those crazy medications that a dermatologist might prescribe you, mm-hmm. um, that kills literally everything inside your body to try to like clear your skin. Those scare the crap out of me, but these are just some like natural preventatives before you get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, like I was saying about meditation, skincare can seem so overcomplicated because there's a whole industry behind it. Like simple steps like trying to drink more water, trying to eat healthier, trying to like wash your pillowcases. Those I feel like are definitely the first steps that like you should take instead of like, I'm going to go with 10% retinol and see what happens. Like it's not going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I also forgot there's two other things I want to talk about on the topic of does it actually work? Mm. And number one that I ask myself literally twice a day or at least once a day, every single day, is does eye cream work? Mm. And anybody who uses eye cream knows why I asked this question. It's because eye cream is so fucking expensive. Yeah. And if this shit doesn't actually work, why the <laughs> hell do we buy it every like 60 to 90 days? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Tag, what is your experience with eye cream? Do you use an eye cream? Yep, I've got, um, I used to have a morning and a night eye cream, but then my night eye cream, I think, expired. It was another winner's buy. This is like actually like the (laughs) anti-winner's chat, but my problem is not winner's. My problem is that I do not use things fast enough, but 
So yeah. I used to have a morning and a night one. Um, now I have the, I think it's Ole Hendrix. I hope that's how you pronounce yes. it. Yes, um, yes. Uh, the banana eye cream, because the whole yeah. thing behind it is that it's supposed to take the place of makeup because it literally comes out bright yellow. Like it's the color of a banana and it's an eye cream, but then it's also supposed to counteract dark circles just through the magic of color yeah. correction. So yeah, I've been using yeah, it. That one's kind of like tinted, I found. Yeah. Like it it's not quite a concealer, but I mm-hmm. feel it has that effect. Yeah, I used to have that one too. Yeah, and it's it's almost got like little like sparkles in it too to try to like brighten and stuff. So I've been mm-hmm. using that. Um yeah, I think it's been good. I don't know. By the time I started using eye cream, I already had like creases around my eyes. So it wasn't like yeah. I could be like it prevented me from getting wrinkles. Like maybe it's preventing them from getting worse. I don't know. But yeah. 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 If you guys follow us on Instagram, you might have saw we did a few weeks ago, maybe even like a few months ago now, we did like a describe me in memes kind of thing mm-hmm. or get to know us in memes. And one of the memes that I chose to describe myself is the reason I started taking or using eye cream, not taking, using. And it, literally, I read this meme one day and have not gone back since. It's, it literally just said, if you had a Neopet, now is the time to start using eye cream. Like, <laughs> that's how old you are. And that's sig- like signals that you need to use an eye cream and I took it very seriously I was like okay and I went and I bought that exact eye cream you were talking about tag I bought like the full size from Sephora because Mm -hmm. I was like this bitch had a lot of neopets back in the day (laughs) time to get on this so that is what I did and I've used eye cream ever since however I don't like I said, I still don't know if it actually contributes like mm. to the day to day. I think like you said, Tig, over time, it might like reduce wrinkles and might, you know, make your skin a little bit firmer and like nicer around your eyes as you get older. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I wanted to mention on the whole eye make or not makeup, sorry, eye skincare piece. So we were talking about like being really stressed and when I stopped freelancing, I stopped getting bad breakouts. Mm. But it was also, I have this picture that I sent to my sister and it's awful. But my eyes, the bags under my eyes were insane. And mm-hmm. this was like right around Christmas time. And I drew the conclusion that my under eyes are like puffier and way darker circles. I could, again, draw the correlation between the amount of screen time I had and my dark circles. And now... I've been watching a lot of YouTube and these girls obviously like film their whole lives. They're social media influencers. Mm -hmm. They're editing their videos and they're all talking about how dark their under eye circles are. And I'm like, it's because you're on screens all the time. So I've Googled this and it is a true thing that like the amount of screen time can impact like your dark circles under your eyes. So I feel like if you do not want to spend like 50 to 100 bucks on a little thing of eye cream because it is really tough. I'm the opposite of Tegan where I love to spend money. <laughs> I'm not a cheap person. That's so I'm like, friends. you bet your ass I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you bet your ass I'm gonna buy that eye cream just to feel really expensive. And I don't know, I'm crazy. But if you don't want to do an eye cream, but you're like really wanting to reduce your under eye circles, see if you can implement some screen free time especially like around bedtime Mm. 
or first thing in the morning, like see if that like does anything for you because I have found in my personal experience that less screen time equals less dark circles. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah, I remember reading yeah. that apparently women of our generation are going to have all of these extra wrinkles on our neck that no other generation has had from looking down at our phones. So Interesting. Yeah, I'm always making sure you got to bring your skincare all the way down your neck. That's like a rookie mistake, I think, is to think yeah. that it just stays on your face. Like always, it's the same with your makeup too, because you want it to be even. But, And I always feel like my yeah. neck is a lot um, easier to tell if my skin is feeling dry. Because like sometimes when my skin's dry, I'm producing more oil, which so it looks oily, but that's because it's trying to overcompensate, whereas like my neck reveals all... So always bring your skincare down yeah. and back of your hands. That's another telltale sign. Yes, very, very true. Yeah. Okay, Tag, I have one more question for you. Sure. We get this every time we post about skincare on our Instagram. <laughs> people message Tag in and say, hey, what is that stone you're using and does mm. it work? So Tag, can you tell us, tell us about gua sha and your experience with it, if you think it works, how you use it, all that kind of stuff? Sure. Yeah. So a gua sha is um, from like ancient Chinese medicine, basically. And so I don't want to go like super into it because I don't want to like culturally appropriate this um, basically tool that they've been using for years and years and years. So um, maybe I'll find some like Asian creators and we can share on our Instagram. But basically, it's very similar to like the facial stone rollers that have been, um, I feel like they started to get hip like five or so years ago, the like jade and mm -hmm. the rose quartz ones. And it's kind of the same idea where it's like a form of self-massage. Um, the whole reason I got a gua sha is that I used to have a facial roller, but I would keep it in the bathroom and the humidity from my shower would make the metal rust. So then I saw a gua sha, which is literally just like a shaped stone. So no metal there. That's why I first purchased it. Um, and so you can use it, uh, you use it with your serum and um, if you need, which I do because my skin is dry, uh, facial oil just to make sure it's like moving, not tugging your skin. And you basically uh, use it to drain a lot of the fluid that's stuck in your face. Mm -hmm. So there are certain ways that you do it, like you're supposed to start with the neck so that there's basically like nothing's blocked so you can actually like drain down towards your face but yeah it's been uh I've been using mine for a while I don't know if I find like some people say it helps you get like a more defined jaw and stuff like that which I don't know if I've necessarily found I don't I should have been taking before and after pictures like from years ago then I would know but um no I use it just because I like the form of self-massage I like to use it to make my serum sink in more and supposedly it helps you, you know, drain your skin, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, 100%. So I have not ever used a gua sha before, but I still use my rose quartz roller, mm -hmm. um, like Tegan was saying. And even if it's so five years ago, it still does the job <laughs> for me. <laughs> and that is it exactly is like, 
I don't know, this is one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if it actually works, but I do find when I forget to use it, I have a whole bunch of breakouts Mm. occur. So I think, um, Teg, you mentioned um, lymphatic drainage, Mm. and that is also a super big thing right now. You can get lymphatic drainage massages on your face, on your body, and that literally, if you haven't heard of that before, look it up um, because it is like a real thing, but It's just like pushing, like you said, all this excess fluid out of your system. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you're obviously just, first of all, like moving any like bumps in your skin, but it's also just pushing out toxins and pollutants, pollutant, how do you say that word? Hmm, Every episode. Pollutions? Pollutants? Pollutions? Pollutions? Yeah. These all sound like fake words. Hopefully you guys know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's always at some point in the episode I'm like going on a tangent and then can't pronounce a word. (laughs) But anyways, it pushes all of that out. And Mm. you need to, if you're like interested in these things, you need to look up like where your drainage points are and then make sure you're using your tool to push, Mm -hmm. um, like use the tool to push your skin and this excess fluid that's under your skin to those points because that's how it's going to drain out. So if this is something you as a listener are like super interested in, it's something Tegan and I do and we always get questions about it so Mm -hmm. you can ask us questions. But honestly, just like Google or look on Pinterest because there's so many, yeah, I guess like I want to say methods to do it and like also Mm -hmm. just like benefits why you should do it all that kind of stuff so yeah it's kind of similar to dry brushing because isn't dry brushing um supposed to be like dealing with um your lymphatic system too maybe I'm making that up yeah yeah I think so yeah and that's actually great too tag so kind of moving away from like your face skincare Mm. but like the rest of your body um dry brushing was something we had in our april glow up challenge and we had some questions around that what is it why should i do it that kind of thing and again dry brushing i don't know if i'd say i 100 see results from it but i do really like it and i find it's a good yeah like active self-care um but it is supposed to help yeah i think with lymphatic drainage but also just it's a body exfoliant so it's literally it's no, I, I was going to compare it to retinol for a second, <laughs> but it's not at all. So first of all, dry brushing for anybody who doesn't know, it's an actual like special bristly brush mm-hmm. that you buy and you just like rub it on your body, usually in like an upward motion going to, or a motion going toward your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm like, yeah, maybe it is a lymphatic drainage thing that like massage, but it's also just like topically exfoliating that outer yeah level of skin and removing this is why I was going to compare it to retinol because it's removing (laughs) that dead skin Mm. from like the outer layer I guess so yes I definitely think dry brushing is a great idea too yeah I just started using it like I just bought a dry brush winners was open for like a week here and I went and bought a dry brush and the winners got shut so yeah. But I got oh, gosh, one. good thing you. Yeah. <laughs> so the other rumored thing about dry brushing is that apparently it's supposed to reduce the appearance of cellulite. Mm. And this is something that anytime I've looked it up, it's not like a factual thing. Right. But I feel like cellulite is something everybody has and nobody Mm -hmm. wants Mm -hmm. so for me I'm like if there's a chance that it can reduce my cellulite like sign me up (laughs) 
But I don't think it's like proven that, yes, if you do this, it'll get rid of your cellulite. But that's another huge draw, I guess, for dry brushing for me. The last thing for dry brushing and why I got into dry brushing, um, first of all, it was um, the girl who usually does all my waxing. She told me to start dry brushing because it helps basically when you're exfoliating your skin you're also like prone to like ingrown hair or it reduces you being prone to ingrown hairs and Mm. stuff so if you're somebody who does get a lot of ingrown hairs dry brushing and exfoliating your skin helps your hair like grow through so it makes waxing less painful if you are a waxer but also just removes I don't know ingrown hairs in general so another big benefit to dry brushing awesome And then last thing on the whole like body or last thing for me, I shouldn't say last thing to wrap this up, but (laughs) on the um, body care, Hmm. another thing I've always struggled with is dry skin on my legs and then also on my arms, but it always shows as like bumpies kind of on the backs of my arms Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I do body scrubs in the shower and this is like ultimate act of self-care in the shower for me first of all I'm somebody who loves like really hot long showers so I just love shower time (laughs) but when I like the nights I use a body scrub are my favorite so you can like look up DIY body scrubs or you can buy them from Sephora the body shop wherever Um, but typically it's just like some sort of like really grainy um, ingredients mixed with typically like coconut oil or something. So if you're making it at home, um, mine is my recipe is literally just Epsom salts, um, coconut oil, and then an essential oil to add some smell to it. Um, but using that on the backs of my arms and on my, or actually all over my arms and my legs, I do see a lot of like results from that. Um, I think the kind of like the gritty texture from Epsom salts or people use sugar too. I think that's another really good exfoliant for your skin. But then the coconut oil um, or any sort of oil that you do use in your scrub or aloe, shea butter, like I don't know what the ones that are pre-made would use, but those then moisturize your skin. So then it makes it really soft and smooth. So that's something I definitely recommend. And also just like moisturizing your body in general. So we talked about you know, moisturizing your face. You said to bring it down your neck, make sure you're moisturizing your hands, but also moisturize your arms, your legs, your tummy, like moisturize that whole bod girl. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like especially for women, um, if you're sleeping on your side, like moisturize your chest so Mm -hmm. that you don't get like creases in your middle. Well, if you have creases, who cares? Whatever. Yeah. But you know, like literally moisturize your whole body. Yeah. I started moisturizing my feet, which I don't even know if that's a thing. It must be a thing. I, th- yeah, I think it's of a thing. Mean Girls. <laughs> okay, I was thinking of Mean Girls where they switch Regina's face cream for foot cream. Oh, okay, yeah. So like foot cream is definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but I've just been using my hand cream. So we, I think I mentioned for the April Glow Up Challenge doing like a foot mask. And right. there's some foot masks that I like. 1000% recommend because they remove like all the hard skin from your feet that even when I got like a pedicure done last summer, I found it didn't remove the hard skin mm. the same way these foot masks do. So I swear by these things, especially if you're somebody like we talked about who doesn't like wearing socks mm. and you know, your feet just like take a really big beating and are like 
I don't know, always visible. You want to sometimes make sure they look nice. (laughs) So I like the whole foot mask, but then moisturizing my feet just at night before I turn out the light. I'm already laying in bed. I need to like say that because moisturizing your feet makes like walking extremely slippery. (laughs) So be careful. This is like a hazard or a safety hazard, but just moisturize my hands, then like moisturize my feet, lay down and I'm ready to go. So good. Love that. Yeah, I only, I keep my like body lotion in my bedside um, table because I only, like I moisturize myself before I go to bed and it's like part of my routine, but now it's just like my every day. And my, like as much as I like, like I use sometimes expensive shower products and expensive skincare, I am all about the cheap body moisturizer. Like I've used more expensive body moisturizer, but I just go back to like the Bath and Body Works, that kind of stuff. Cause I feel like it gets the job done. It has like the biggest, um, scent. Like I feel like it lasts the longest. So I just Mm -hmm. buy myself one of those cheap little bottles and it lasts me a couple months. I'm good to go. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Have you ever used the, is it bomb bum cream? I bomb haven't. Support? I want to because it oh, apparently smells I like really coconuts and that's, coconut yeah. is my favorite scent, so. Yeah. They just released a new scent that I've been seeing all over, especially mm. since the Sephora sale just ended. Right. It's in a pink container, I think. Mm. I don't even know what the scent is, but everyone's like, ooh, new scent. I want to try it. So I might give that a go but yeah I was thinking the same thing usually my uh body butters are the ones from the body shop Mm -hmm. and they're nothing fancy I just really like them but I'm kind of tempted to try this bougie bum bum cream so yeah I just (laughs) we'll see (laughs) I just bought um a bougie body wash for my shower I bought one of the um what is it uh the brand is necessaire i think i was gonna ask yeah it's you. like yeah. the influencer I was, say, brand. I was like no, yeah. i see it on instagram and i'm like i guarantee none of you people bought this because it's just like such an influencer brand like it's just given out it's like the hair care um is it way is that what it's called oh yeah you, yeah which i also want to try but i'm like i know this is just the influencers working me their magic too. on me but yeah yeah can I tell you something really embarrassing sure guys if you've made it this far in the podcast this is your reward yeah (laughs) I have so I think I've mentioned I have a vision board above um where my desk used to be in my office and on my vision board I've cut out from one of my Cosmo magazines the way sea salt spray I think it is Mm -hmm. like it's like the product from the magazine I cut it out and put it on my vision board because I was like (laughs) One day I'm going to be so financially secure that yeah. I can spend that kind of money on sea salt spray to give my hair body and waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is a vision board thing because right now I cannot afford that. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Even like at least the the body wash I bought, I it was expensive. Like I think it was like $35, which is insane for a body wash. Yeah. But... I've had it for a really long time. Like I've had it for maybe two months and I've barely made a dent in it. So I'm like, okay, then this is That's like good. not. But that yeah, bad. take it's going to expire and then turn your skin yeah. orange. Well, <laughs> at least if it's my whole body, that's a little more acceptable. <laughs> yeah, literally my two things of skincare. I had the eye cream, which it, the point where I threw it out, it was burning my eyes. This is how ride oh or die God. I am with not spending money. So I was like, yeah, well, it doesn't hurt that bad. It only burns a little. Like, I only cry two tears, so it's fine. And then <laughs> that on top, this was happening at the same time also. I was dyeing my skin orange. 
and probably damaging oh my, my eyesight. God. But gotta save that money. Oh my <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, okay, Tag, to wrap this up, do you want to share what products you use? Like, do you have any um, recommendations for people? And again, we've already talked about how personal skincare is mm. everybody's skin is different some of us have oily skin some of us have dry skin you know so what works for us might not work for you but just if people are curious maybe we can leave them with some product recommendations so as far as my skincare goes i use um right now i'm using the belief moisturizer and i use that day and night I've gone through two sample sizes of it. I'm still not sure if I want to repurchase it just because it's expensive, but I've been liking it. So we'll see. In the morning, mm. I use uh, a vitamin C serum. I'm using the one from Glossier, but you can also use cheap ones that you find at Winners That Dye Your Skin. And then I've been using um, the Glossier Super Dew, which I'm not really loving, but it's there. It's just like oil with glitter in it, so... You know, it does make you look dewy, but I feel like it doesn't do much as far as, like, upping your skin. Um, and then at night, I use the same moisturizer. And then I use um, Nanacinamide. Um, nanacinamide. Yes. That sounds much more official. Nanacinamide. Is it the ordinary? No, serum? this is one I bought at Winners. <laughs> Let's it's see. uh valjean oh, labs yeah. i don't know i think it maybe is urban that carries that but um yeah my uh i've used different serums by that same brand and so i've been using that at night because i heard you can't mix it with um vitamin c serum vitamin c serum mm -hmm. you can't mix with retinol and i also use retinol mm -hmm. at night so um yeah after i use this serum i'll use um a tiny bit of retinol and then an insane amount of moisturizer. I sometimes use the um, Sleeping Mask by Laneiger. I feel like I'm butchering all these names. Mm -hmm. It's because they're French. And I can't speak French. But so that I, one's Laneige, I think. Laneige. So I use that if my skin's like <laughs> super dry and they have like a lip mask and everything. But um, oh, I swear by that lip mask. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my yeah. little routine. How it's looking. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I think those are some good products in there for sure. For me, I use the, so these are my tried and trues that I've been using for at least two years now. Mm. The cleanser, I have two. So the first cleanser I was using was the Free the People um, Kale Superfood Ooh, Cleanser right. and super, super good. But during COVID last year, they had like a supply shortage of mm. one of the ingredients so it was sold out of sephora for literally like six months Ooh. so they when i went into sephora they suggested the juice beauty um blemish clearing cleanser as a replacement to the youth to the people and did i say free the people before i don't know <laughs> i think i might have i always get youth to the people free the children oh. it all gets like mixed up <laughs> in my head not good but youth to the people 
Anyway, Sephora suggested Juice Beauty as a replacement to that. So I've been using that cleanser. And I honestly don't know if I'm going to go back to Youth to the People just because I've been having really great success with the Juice Beauty one. So I use that morning and night to cleanse my face. And then um, in the morning, my moisturizer is the Vitamin C Glow Boosting Moisturizer from The Body Shop. Mm. And... Tag, if you think you have like dull skin and you just want like a little something something to like give you a little glow, I love this moisturizer and I recommend it to everyone. I honestly feel like it gives me sometimes like a natural highlight Mm -hmm. on my cheeks like through the day and I just love it so much. So it says right on it for dull grumpy looking skin. It's so good. And just from the body shop. I mean, it is still expensive. Um, I think it's usually around $30 but goes on sale. So definitely recommend that and then my night moisturizer is the sephora brand and it's the nourishing moisturizer um with the pink lid Mm. (laughs) that's how i'm gonna describe it i don't know (laughs) if it has an actual name i think just sephora collection nourishing moisturizer Mm. and that one it's a little thicker so i apply that at night um and then i also swear by that laneige lip mask especially Mm. in like winter months yeah and then last thing is on the whole oh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it now, the nanocinamide serum. Right. There's That's from The Ordinary, but they have it mixed with zinc. And I use that in the mornings a couple times a week. That one, the review said that it helps with hormonal breakouts. Mm. If you use it consistently, like it can prevent hormonal breakouts. And I do find that to be true. So kind of bringing this whole back full circle to say we break out like have hormonal breakouts this is something that I find does help kind of control that so those are my products I swear by I do have now some like other serums that I throw in a few times a Mm -hmm. week I have like face masks that are really like pulling you know crap out of your face that I do a few times a week but my tried and trues those are them love it yeah is that where you want to leave it for this week I think so this is a long one, but yeah, I, I knew it would be. I'm just so excited about skincare. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun. We'll have to do like an updated one when, because uh, my I feel mm-hmm. like my skincare favorites change so frequently. Yeah. But so that is where we are going to leave it. So thank you so much for listening to this super long <laughs> episode and for tuning in every week. We put out a new episode every single Tuesday. So make sure that you are following us on Apple Podcasts. You're subscribed to us uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, Facebook at our Golden Twenties. And we also have a Patreon page that has exclusive content. We drop the episodes early there and it's a really great way to show your support for the podcast. Thank you to all of our patrons. I want to give them a little shout out because we haven't done it yet. But yeah, yeah, shout out to like Tyrell, Tati, Gabby for um, showing your support because that literally we put like a lot of time and money into the podcast. So that really means a lot to us. Um, So be sure to follow us everywhere. If you have any questions or anything you want us to talk about, send us a DM. We'll respond. So thank you. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. (laughs)